0: We're popping everybody. Do something a little different tonight, y'all. Yeah, y'all know the sound of this is everybody. Coming at y'all with something little little bit different, y'all. What's poppin', everybody? I'm Mark A.K. The Vet, and welcome to another edition of The Real Sports Show, y'all. I'm live in the den. Y'all know how we do this and how we gonna go about doing this show tonight, y'all. Man, if y'all haven't heard the prelude, man, I know I am so happy right now. If y'all didn't notice that right now, man, I am so freaking happy right now, everybody, that we have reached 2,612 plays on this show as of today, man. 2,612 plays. That's all of you fans out there that's been playing the show, listening to the show. Man, when I first started the show, I didn't think that this show was going to make it even to that number. When I first started the show on podcast, I didn't think it was going to get to that number. You know, it's been a great journey to be on this show live with y'all man it's been a great journey and <clears throat> i had to say thank you all thank you all thank you all thank you just even listening to 15 minutes of the show i just want to say thank y'all you know for the bottom of my heart you know dreams do come true some days or actually i should say dreams come true a lot of days man dreams come true a lot of days all you got to do is put the time the effort and your intuition into it, and you can make anything pop off if you so choose to. So um, let's just dive right in deep into it, man. You know, today's show is called Who Wants It More? The title of the show is gonna be today is Who Wants You More? Or Who Wants It More? And that's from each sport though, you know what I mean? That's from each sport. We can take our hockey team, the the Capitals, the Washington Capitals, NBA team, the Lakers, and the Wizards. You know what I mean? Right now, both teams are in the playoffs as of today. We can also say in the NFC East, who wants it more in the NFC East? Or we can also take it out there and say, does the Green Bay Packers really want Aaron Rodgers back on their team? You know, who wants it more? Who is out there striving for a goal right now? Who wants it so badly that they can taste it on their tongue and can drive it all the way out there and say that, hey, I'm going to put my best foot forward for this goal? Who wants it more is the question that we're about to dive in deep into right now. As of today... Uh, word has just come out from Chicago for the Chicago Bears fans out there. Andy Dalton is will be, I mean, will be your QB number one and will get first team reps in OTAs come this, with OTA start, which is probably in July. You know, OTA started July. So for everybody that's out there ready to see some Chicago Bears, I mean, for all the Chicago Bears fans out there, I should say, ready to see some football action. Andy Dalton is getting your number one team reps this year. Now, Justin Fields, even though he's a Chicago Bear quarterback, you know, I, I'm I'm shocked to see that Andy Dalton is not going to back him up in Chicago. Because when I was thinking that, you know, when Chicago was in the draft, they picked at the number 11 pick. Just last month, you know, they picked up Justin Fields at the number 11 pick. And, you know, the team was so hell-bent on getting Justin Fields that you put Andy Dalton at your number one QB, as your number one QB. Now, that can go two ways. That can go two ways here, people. That can go two ways. Way number one is that you're thinking that he's not ready for NFL caliber. He's not NFL ready right now. He's not game day ready for it anything of a situation right now, or you want to let this man sit on the bench and let him, you know, get some rest in there and learn the playbook a little bit more and fill out the team for a minute and let Andy Dalton, the veteran, go out there, stink it up, join a little bit more, or see if Andy Dalton still got it. Now he's on his second, his, yeah, he's on his now third team. I'm sorry, everybody. Andy Dalton's on his third team now at the from Cincinnati The Dallas Cowboys, now he's with the Chicago Bears. And, you know, it's a one-year deal worth $10 million, as everybody knows, because we talked about this on the show before. It's a one-year deal worth $10 million. You know, um, just being on that one-year deal, you'd think that he'd be the backup quarterback just going forward. So, Chicago fans, I don't know whether you guys should be amped up and ready for the next season or not but or you guys should be waiting around for this season to end to see Justin Fields light of the light up the way for your team going forward. Now Justin Fields is a hell of a quarterback. You know, he was drafted out Ohio State last month in the draft, and like I said, at the 11th overall pick in the draft and the number he was the number 11 pick in the first round of the play of the draft flat of this year. You know, one hell of a quarterback. He can light it up on the field. He got maneuverability in the pocket. He could do a lot of different things. He can, He's a threat in that pocket. If, you, so if he stays in the pocket, he's a threat. If he moves out the pocket, he's a threat. Either way, still, he's a dual threat. He's a scrambling quarterback, and he's a pocket quarterback that can throw the ball. So you got a dangerous threat that can throw the ball deep down the field as well, too. So for all you Chicago fans out there, I think y'all might want to get on the horn and start talking to your Chicago Bears team and tell them, hey, I don't think Andy Dalton is the right person for the starting position, though, but if you want, you know, if y'all going around of him learning the playbook and getting ready for the big games, then okay, say that. You know, let Andy Dalton, you know, do his thing this year, see what he does, but don't do that flip-flopping thing that, you know, everybody says they're going to do, which is, Oh, I'm going to let him sit on the bench for the whole year and let him learn the playbook. Then you fire the head coach, and then you bring in a new head coach. Then the player starts acting stupid, and then, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Washington now. (laughs) I'm talking about Washington. (laughs) I'm talking about Dwayne Haskins a little bit. I'm sorry, everybody. You know, the player gets stupid a little bit. The player doesn't want to participate in practice, you know, and do things elsewhere. But, you know, in the game time situation, I think Justin Fields is a way better, smarter quarterback than Dwayne Haskins is. In a sense, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind him having him here in Washington, though. But hey, like I said, who wants it more? Justin Fields might light up the show in practice. And OTAs, he might light it up. We don't know yet. We gotta wait till OTAs get there. But for you, you Chicago Bears fans out there, you know, hey. Be well, do well, and let's see where y'all end up at um, this year, I should say. Moving on the forward, um, as everybody knows, uh, Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys right now are hope. well, they're saying that Dak Prescott should be ready for training camp once training camp starts. This year, he should be cleared to be in training camp this year. But let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys just for two seconds here. Let's just talk about it for two seconds here. Dak coming off an injury from last year. Zeke looking slower in, in his drills that he coming off of this year. That he, boasted, he posted a video this year of him doing some, some drills or whatever, going around some trash cans, looking pretty slow. He looks pretty slow on camera. Now, you know, TV can say a lot of things. A picture says a thousand words, you know, but in my eyesight, when I seen him in his little drills that he was preparing for the season for, he looks a little bit bigger. Look like he gained some weight. Not some muscle weight, but some gain some weight. That's number one. Number two is he looks slower than he did when he first got in the season. When he first took off, you know. Looks a lot slower. Looks a lot beat up. So with that combined, with your wide receivers that you got on your team, is Dak going to be ready to take over this team again like he did last year, which was on a course for a 5,000-yard season, as he was last season before he went down and got hurt? Now are we going to see the same Dak Prescott that we saw last year, this year, or are we going to see the Dak Prescott that we all know that can get the job done on the field, and make stuff happen on the field, and try to get his team some wins on the field. Now, normally, I wouldn't say anything nice about the Dallas Cowboys, because the fans make me sick to my stomach. They make me curl up and make me just sick to my stomach. So, by saying all these nice things, it's about to make me hurl and throw up, so... Y'all getting a a nicer side out of me right now. So let's just run with it for a minute and let's see how far it goes before, you know, all the negative things just start to come out about this team. Now, this team is working on offense this year and this team is working on their defensive plan this year. And, you know, with Dallas being out there and, and trying to compete in the NFC East, I do believe, I do believe that it will come down to another shootout. In the NFC East. I do believe that it will come down to a shootout in the NFC East because the Giants are stocking up on players. The football team is stocking up on players. The Eagles, I don't know where the hell the Eagles are coming from, but we'll talk about them in a minute, too. Don't worry about that. We're going to talk about the Eagles in a minute. But I have no idea how this Dallas team is going to operate this year with that coming off of an injury. Zeke looking slow. And Dak has a good time frame with I mean, Dak has a good time in there with and OTA's time in there and training camp in there. And if they have a preseason this year, he has a good time to get familiar with his new wide wide receivers and his his core of players that they have for the season. You know, his offensive line, which was shitty last year, which is why he got hurt last year. So they should have beefed up the offensive linemen this year in the draft, which they kind of did though. So I'm not going to say they didn't though, but you know, they, they, they did okay for what they, what they got out of the draft. I'm not looking for Dallas to be shining this year. I'm not looking for Dallas to be anything but less than second best this year though. Cause you know, I've always said and I always would love my football team and I always think my football team is going to make some of a difference this year, but with the defense that the football team has. But we'll talk about them later on and in the show. You know, we'll talk about them a little later. Now, moving along a little bit forward, everybody. I mentioned that we're going to talk about the Wizards and the Caps who are in the playoffs this year. I am so proud of the Washington Wizards this year. Russell Westbrook. Man, I give all praises to you, fam. I gotta give all praises to you right now, man. You know, you 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 conquered the triple double record, and you still conquering the record with more triple doubles. You know, you reach success as success as success levels. You know what I mean? Actually, I shouldn't say success as success as success. You reach success at success level. You understand what I'm saying, man? Your greatness on the court, your point guard your point guard play on the court has been tremendous. You know, you, you, you're you almost there. You're almost there with a the team. You you can build this team around in the playoffs. You can get this team through some hurdles in the playoffs. You got Bradley Bill out there scoring 50 points in a game. 50 points in a game, man. That That is tremendous play right there. That's some good ball playing right there from Bradley Bill, which we already know he's a scorer. You got a score on your team. You got a team that can rebound. You know, all the essential things that you need on a team to help make it work in the playoffs. Not a championship team yet, though, but a team that can make it kind of deep in the playoffs. You're in the you're in the play-in tournament. You still just deal with the play-in tournament. You're now the number eight seed after beating the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Well, actually, I shouldn't say tonight, but today. Y'all beat the Charlotte Hornets today, and I'm proud of the Wizards for taking the number eight seed in the East. As of today, the Wizards are number eight seed in the East, tying the record with the Indiana Pacers. So I'm waiting to see if they can hold that eight seed and go up against the Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs. Keep the record going. Keep the streak going with the wins that y'all are building up. Let's see if y'all can get over that hurdle and beat the 76ers, and go to the second round of the playoffs. I believe you can because I don't believe in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons can hold you guys off. I don't think their arsenal is tight enough to hold you guys off, even though they're number one in the East. They're number one in the East. I do believe they they are number one in the East. I do believe in this team, though, that, you know, they, they had a successful year this year. They went number one in the East this year. But I don't think the competition that you all are having right now with the Washington Wizards, I believe the fight is in you all. I believe that you all can sneak past the first round this year. I do believe that you all can sneak past the first round victory this year. You can't – you could beat them in six games this year. The 76ers are not where they used to be at. They're not where – They're they're a caliber team. They're a playoff team, though. But to go to the second and third round to play against those teams, I doubt it. I doubt it. I believe the 76ers can go as far as the first round and they get put out by the Wizards. If the Wizards can beat the the two teams that they need to beat to play for that number eight seat. If the Wizards keep doing what they're doing and they go out there and they play ball the way they're playing ball right now, they got a shot. Now, mind you all, you all might disagree with me. Everybody might disagree with me. They might call me crazy, though. But I do believe in the Wizards and they have the manpower to get past the first round of the playoffs. That's it. Whatever team comes out of the first round, you know, this year. I, I don't foresee the Wizards making it out of the second round. Don't get me wrong. I don't see them making out the second round, but they might shock you this year. They might shock you. You know, the hunger pains, being the underdog, all the time frame, being the underdog team, you know, people fall short of the line and say, Well, hey, you know, hey, they they, they did this, they did that, they made it somewhere. We get too hyped up on them making the playoffs but we're not hyping them up to make it past the first round or that second round. They haven't been out of the second, they haven't been to the third round of the playoffs was the Eastern Conference Finals in damn near over a decade, three decades, I should say, since 1971 or 72. That's how far back it goes. And I said a decade, but you know, it's been further than that. That's a long-ass time frame for the Washington Wizards being in a drought. We make it to the playoffs, but we get put out. Can't make it to the Eastern Conference and, 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 and can't get there no more. It's like this team can't get to the Eastern Conference finals if it killed them. But I do believe, I do believe in this team. I do believe in this team that they can make it somewhere. With the right coach at the helm. Scott Brooks is the right coach. With the right playing style. With the right attitude style. You can go out there and beat any team on that court. Milwaukee. eh? The Brooklyn Nets. They got something to prove. The Brooklyn Nets. Like I said on the last show. The Brooklyn Nets are the team to beat. Why they're the team to beat? Because you got James Harden. You got Kyrie Irving. You got KD. Them three alone is why they're the team to beat in the East. Them three alone are the reason why Brooklyn has everything to lose. And it's sad that when you have a team that has nothing to lose, when a team has nothing to lose, They are the biggest threat to the team that has everything to lose. Let me say that again. When a team has nothing to lose and their backs have always been up against the wall, that team is a dangerous threat to a team that has everything to lose. So I'm not just saying that the Wizards are a team of threat. I'm talking about teams like the Boston Celtics, who has nothing to lose. We're talking about the teams like the New York Knicks, who has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose of a bad reputation. None of that stuff. Their backs have always been up against the wall. They always had pressure on their back. Teams like that are hungry. Miami has the rebound from last year. That's why they're not a threat, a big of a threat in the East like they was last year when they were an underdog team last year. Let, let, Let me make sense on that, people. Let me make a lot of sense on that now, okay? Let's make a lot of sense with that. The Miami Heat went to the finals last year, played up against LeBron and AD last year. Came short of winning, came short of winning an NBA finals championship. It was a gentleman sweep. It was a gentleman's sweep. Come on now. Like I said before, when a team has nothing to lose, they're a big dog in a fight. The Wizards has to understand that. The Capitals, their backs are not against the wall anymore like that no more. They got a rebound off the, tw- off the year that they won the Stanley Cup. They got to rebound off of that, though. They lost their coach, their manager. This team is something different. They got to get that fire and desire back that they had when they won their championship game. They got to get that back. Teams like that got to get that fire back. Like I said the wizards, you know, hey, you guys are you guys have nothing to lose. Hey, we fell short again this year. Try again next year. When would be try when is trying again next year not an option no more. When is winning now mentality or trying to go for that championship mentality starts now. Who wants it more? Do the Capitals want it more and live off their dream of another Stanley Cup? Do the Wizards want another ring on their team and make it two championships that they have instead of just one? The Wizards ain't won something since the Bullets, since they were named the Bullets. So who wants it more? How bad are you willing to scrape the bottom of the plate or the bottom of that bowl of energy that you have to make it into the playoffs and stay in there? I guess we'll find that out once the playoffs really start. I guess we'll find that out once everything commenced. As I like to call it, the purge as I like to call it, the hunger games. How hungry are you to stay in the playoffs? How hungry are you to make uh, to make your dream goal come true? Westbrook coming off a stellar season. Bradley Bill coming off a stellar season. But remember, everybody, the players get old. Their bodies ain't the same no more after, this, after one season. After dropping double, uh, triple doubles, after dropping fifty points a game, putting everything on the line for yourselves, injuries started to come about. When does the win now mentality come about? And that's what I'm to, and that's where the who wants it more speech comes more into play. Who wants it more? When you was a little kid, you know, and you wanted that ice cream from off the ice cream truck, you did whatever it took to get the money. You did whatever you had to do to get the money to go to that ice cream truck and get that ice cream from the ice cream man. When you heard that bell ringing from the ice cream man, you did whatever it took, whatever it takes to get that that ice cream, because that was your dream. And you did it that day. How much fight do we have to put in there? And I'm talking to the football team as well. How much more fight? Or oh, I'm talking to, matter of fact, I'm talking to every team in the league this year. How bad do y'all want a championship? Because the people that want championships don't want it that bad no more. They didn't been to the show, they didn't see what the show looked like. I'm talking to the Nationals as well. How bad do the Nationals want another ring? How bad do they want another World Series? We'll see. We shall see. Because if we take the time and the effort and we put it into it, we can see results. Now the Wizards played a hell of a season this year. They were knocked down. They were number 13. They were 13. They fought all the way up to number eight. Like I said, this team got a lot of fight in them. They got a lot of fight in them. The Caps stayed number one. not worried about the Caps. That fight is what I'm really worried about. How much fight do you have left to win another one? Or to get to another championship? That's the fight I want to see. That's the fight I really want to see. How much fight do y'all had in the tank to make it to a championship game? Now I'm gonna move a little bit forward. Um, here everybody. I gotta give kudos. I gotta give kudos to Candace Parker, everybody. Yeah, I'm talking about the WNBA here for a second, here y'all. WNBA Candace Parker. Dropped 16 points, eight rebounds, four assists, one steal, and had three blocks last night in last night game against the Washington Mystics. Now, y'all know I love the Mystics, but y'all know I love Candace Parker even more though. I do I love that woman to death though. That bro- that girl can ball. She got a lot of potential in the ball, and She can ball her ass off when she wants to. She left the a- she left a good solid team. I'm kind of sad and upset that she left the Sparks though last year. And I mean the sparks this year, though. And she went to Chicago, but she's still balling out at Chicago. The Misses take their first loss of the regular season games last night. Though they took their first loss last night, though, with Natasha Cloud scoring eight point seven rebounds, three assists, four still had four steals in last night's game. Now, why am I talking about the WNBA? Everybody might ask. Yeah, that's they, they, people think that's a boring sport or people think that the WNBA is kind of boring and that nobody really wants to watch it like that because it's just dry. Well, I can tell you a few things about the WNBA or why I like talking about the WNBA why I like watching the WNBA. I can tell you a few things. One is the competitiveness in the WNBA that you don't get in the NBA like that no more this year. In the previous years, you don't get that competitive fire that you used to get when you sat at home and you got your popcorn ready. You had your beer ready and you was watching an NBA game because, you know, it was going to get physical on the court. You don't see that 90s fire anymore. Now you see more of dunking. Now you see more of players going out there and just playing free ball a little bit. There's no plays being called that I can see. But when you watch a WNBA game, you can see the plays being called. You can see them lining up, playing defense. You can see that 3-2 defense. You can see that 2-3 defense. You can see that, that I should say, woman-on-woman defense. Not man-to-man defense. You can see all the plays being made. It's competitive in the WNBA. Very, very highly competitive in the WNBA. All you got to do is sit down and just watch a game or two and see how much these women put out there on the court. And you might change your perspective a little bit around on watching a WNBA game. It might just shock you all a little bit, though. These women go out there and put on a fire. They go out there and put on a performance for you all. For their seats to not be filled up. she. <laughs> shit. For them not to get all the recognition that they should get. These women put on a lot of performances out there. And all we got to do is just sit down and watch it one time frame. Glue our eyes to that TV screen one time frame. Or go to a game and see how much energy energy they put on the court. See how much time and effort they put into their craft on the court. KT, Christy Tolliver. I call her my little Steph Curry, though, because, you know, she got that three-point shot that's deadly. She got that shot at the free throw line that's kind of deadly. She can shoot the lights out on the court. She can shoot the lights out on the court. Of course, she's nowhere near her prime like that no more. But in her prime days, she can shoot the lights off the court. Players like Candace Parker, Natasha Cloud, all these good players that's in the WNBA, I can keep going. Maya Moore. You know, I, we can keep going. We, we, we can keep this, this roster going. You know, it, it, it's a lot of good players that are uh, Diamond Shields, another good guard that's out there. You know, these these players out here that y'all don't even know about. Why? Because y'all ain't glued yourselves to the TV screen yet and watched the game yet. It's very competitive out there in the WNBA world. Very competitive. But I'm going to take a brief commercial break real quickly, everybody. And we'll be right back with more of the Real Sports Show, everybody.
1: Hey, y'all. It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own, and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and quick book setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Really Sports Show.
0: And I'm back, everybody. This show is brought to you by MrRSauces.com. If y'all want a sauce or y'all want to go pick up some honey barbecue sauce, barbecue sauce, ketchup, mustard, sauces, whatever the case may be, go to MrRSauces.com and go pick up a bottle right now. That's Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R-R-Sauces.com. Go check it out right now, everybody. I'm trying to tell y'all right now, go check it out. Go buy a bottle from them. They're cheap prices, $10 a bottle. Maybe he'd raise the prices up a little bit, though. You know, and the show is also brought to you by Financially Tone. If you got a small business that you want your books kept up with or something like that, though, go check out my girl, Tony. She got it, your books. She can handle your books real quickly, help you grow some money, help you grow your bank accounts, help you grow your income and your small businesses, tell you where you're going wrong at. Go check her out, everybody. I'm trying to tell you, I, yeah, she she's very good at what she does, very good at what she does. Now, we're going to get back into some more sports here, everybody. Um... Like I said, though, we're gonna go into a little bit of football to close it out for the show tonight. The Washington Football Team just signed a new, new player that is supposed to help out on defense. That's supposed to be a bomb safety from Carolina. Signed to a one-year deal. His name is Bobby McCain. You know, Bobby McCain came from Carolina. No, I'm sorry. He didn't come Carolina. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm saying it's all wrong. Came from the Miami Dolphins. A very good, he played 15 out of 16 games last year for the Miami Dolphins. And he's a terror to be reckoned with. You know, him and Landon Collins in the backfield. That safety threat in the backfield right now it's going to be something dangerous right now for everybody. And teams better be on the proud and better be ready for it because there is something of a threat in the backfield for Washington now. They're cleaning out, they're, they're, they're strengthening up the secondary because the secondary was kind of weak for the past three seasons, though. The secondary was kind of weak, though. And I ain't going to lie to y'all. Our secondary was so weak that bombs was being thrown downfield and players was catching, play, catching passes all over the field on Washington. So the beef up that secondary is so is is key to why the front line of our defense needs to hold on strong. They can can relax a little bit and go hard at the quarterback because they know the secondary got their back. They know that secondary got their back. Now that's an amazing team right there. If you see, if you put that together, though. That is an amazing team. If you can. If your secondary got your back on the field, that front line can be dangerous. Them linebackers can be dangerous. All you got to do is put the right pieces to the puzzle, and that secondary, that, line, that that secondary can be dangerous. When that quarterback throws that ball downfield, he going to be looking, he going to be saying, "Wait a minute, I don't have anybody open yet." And takes the hit from a from From Montez Sweat on the right side. You know what I mean, everybody? I'm trying to tell y'all something special is going to happen in Washington. Something special could happen with this team if you gel it together and make it work. Something special could happen. Now, we got a rocky season coming about. We got a rocky season coming about. Chase Young better be on the prowl and ready. Chase Young better be ready because we got Tampa Bay and we got Kansas City this year. This team better be ready because the the offices are coming for this team. The running game got to be solid this year. Again, Antonio Gibson got to be solid. And hopefully we can play that very, very good this year. Now, you know, it, it, it's, it's crazy because I'm scared of this team. They have their backs against the wall. You know what I mean? They had their backs against the wall because all the pressure is on their backs now. The pressure is going back on this team again. Can this team face the adversity and get past this season? And come out with something better than what they had. Who wants it more? Who wants that championship a little bit more? We'll find out. We shall find out. That takes me to the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> We've seen some 2020 highlights of Jalen Hurts from last year. The boy is something dangerous. He can make plays happen with his feet or his arm. He can make it happen. Now he gets a chance to get out there on the field and produce something to try to help this Eagles team win a game. The pressure's on his back. Does he want it more? Will he go out there and strive for Philadelphia and help Philly get back up in their win column? Now, I got to play this neutrally, everybody. Got to play this neutral game here a little bit, though. But who's to say that Philly doesn't come out on top this year? Who's to say that the Giants don't come out on top this year? I they just signed Calvin Benjamin, a wide receiver from Carolina. That's what I was thinking about. Now he's going to play tight end. Or wide out, whichever one they want to put them in. Whatever position or role they want to put them into, it's all up to them. Who wants it more out of the East? We'll find that out this coming season. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We're going to talk a little bit more about it later on down the road in the shows. But I can tell y'all one thing, though. I want this show to grow even more. Because I want it badly. I want 3K before August 3rd ends. I mean, before August ends. I want to reach 3K. And I know I can reach that goal because the goal is already there. It's already set. If I reach it before then, that's another trademark goal right there for this show. I got a lot of special guests coming in here, everybody. I got a lot of special guests that's going to come on this show. It's going to be a rocky shows. It's going to be a lot of more competitiveness coming on this show, everybody. I'm trying to let y'all know. The special guests that I got coming on the show are very hyped about sports. They know their sports. They know their game. And they're going to be hitting me with a lot of different things coming my way. And I hope you guys are ready for it because it's going to be an impactful show coming about. It's going to be a lot of impacts hitting this show coming about. I hope you guys stay tuned for that. And I hope you guys are ready for it because it's coming to a theater near you guys. Now. I, I hate to talk about this guy, though, but, you know, he's back in the limelight a little bit again, though. Antonio Brown is facing another civil lawsuit over an assault and battery allegations of a moving guy. So it says Tampa Bay wide receiver Antonio Brown is facing a lawsuit steaming from an altercation with a moving truck driver in January of 2020, according to Broadwood, Broadwood County records obtained. Okay, Brown along with his trainer Glenn Holt both faced one count of battery and one count of assault on this guy. So we get into fights now with the moving guy. Is that what we're doing now? Now, I don't know the full stint of what happened in this altercation, I don't know what happened. At all, period, in this altercation, though. But Brown, from the lights, from the livelihood of what you've been involved in previously. Damn it, if you did it, please stay out of the limelight. Please stay out of the limelight. You just got on the team. You just won a Super Bowl. Stay on this team. Stay with Brady. Brady apparently wants you more than any other team wants you right now. No other team wants you but Tampa Bay. I shouldn't even say Tampa Bay wants you. I should say Tom Brady wants you. Tom loves you. Stop getting in trouble. Stop getting in trouble and stay out of the limelight for at least until you retire. You've been in the line like so many damn time friends, Antonio Brown, I don't even know what to say about you. Just stay out of trouble. Whatever you did in this situation, pay it off, deal with it, and let's move forward from you. Just for one moment. Let's move forward. Now, that's enough on Antonio Brown. I'm not even going to talk about him anymore for right now. That's enough on him. Let's talk about this. Green Bay Packers team and Aaron Rodgers for a second here. Because I know I told you I was going to talk about it a little bit on the show. So Matt LaFleur wants Aaron Rodgers back in the worst kind of way is the headlines right now. Now, as we previously talked about it, Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, period. He is done with Green Bay. He wants out of Green Bay. He is threatened now to not show up to training camp facilities, or any of OTAs, none of that stuff. Right now until you trade him and get him out of Green Bay. He is not happy in Green Bay at all, period. Period. He does not want to be there, period. But there is no other team that needs a quarterback right now that can use his services. Just right now. Now, like I said in the previous show, Washington would be favored to have him and love him here, but it would cost too much to bring him here. At what price do you want to pay for Aaron Rodgers' talents? At 37 years old, about to be 38 years old, what, how, or how much are you willing to spend to get Aaron Rodgers to come to your team? And if you have an answer to that question right now, how much you're willing to throw out there, if you willing to throw out your future for one man to come to your team. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He is. He can do a lot of dangerous things on the field. But mind you, mind you, he's 37 years old, about to be 38 years old. Now, we're not talking about the likes of Tom Brady. Who rarely gets sacked. Who rarely takes punishment in the pocket. Rarely. Just rarely. Takes that amount of hits in the pocket because everybody protects Tom Brady for some ungodly reason. We all can get behind Tom Brady and protect Tom Brady. But when it comes down to Aaron Rodgers, that front line doesn't do a lot of different things to protect Aaron Rodgers. That's another reason why he wants out of Green Bay. Now, if sources are coming to me correctly, Green Bay still wants him here in Green Bay. They want him on their team for good timing until he retires. But remember, mind you, the same thing happened to Brett Favre, though. They moved on from Brett Favre and went down the line to him, Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre goes to Minnesota, takes Minnesota all the way to the NFC Championship game and loses. He loses in the NFC Championship game. Brett, did not have it no more? Brett, Brett Favre retires. He retires in Green Bay, where he spent the majority of his career at, in Green Bay. He joined the enemy on purpose just to mess with Green Bay. Now, ain't that something funny to deal with? Because everybody knows the biggest one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL is Minnesota and Green Bay. And why would Brett Favre go to Minnesota and join Minnesota? Got to think about that one for a second, everybody. Got to think about it. Did it for a reason and a purpose. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Minnesota, (laughs) Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, he ain't doing too well in Minnesota right now. He could be bumped down for a minute. And Aaron might just go to Minnesota and follow the same path. As Kirk Cousins. I mean, as Brett Favre. The livelihood that happening is slim to none. I'm just throwing out some. Just throwing out a team. Or, or, we could check this out. Aaron Rodgers suits up in black and silver and goes to Vegas. Oh. We ain't think about that team, did we? Aaron Rodgers goes to Vegas? That might be a good deal there. And join up with John Gruden? Hmm. That's all John Gruden waiting on. is a quarterback. He don't believe in Derek Carr that much, as a lot of reports come out and say. He doesn't believe in him. But Derek Carr bets on himself every game. But so does Aaron Rodgers. He wants out. This might be the time frame for John Gruden to go suit him up and say, hey, come on here to Vegas. Come on. We'll take you. Who wants it more is the question. Hey, Jared Goff ain't played well. Might go to LA. You know, he might go to LA. We don't know. Are you willing to give up a lot of your future to get Aaron Rodgers? At what price do you pay for Aaron Rodgers at 37 years old? And that's where I'm going to leave it at, everybody. What price do you pay for Aaron Rodgers' talents? a man that wants out of Green Bay. How much of a price are you willing to pay for Aaron Rodgers' talents to come to your team? We'll find that out as the story goes on. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. Thank y'all for the fan base. Let's keep the show going and keep going and going and going forward. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and y'all been listening to another sounds of The Real Sports Show, everybody. Let's do this, everybody. I'll rock out with some Backstreet Boys, baby Thank yeah. 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 back, back All right you for the next show, y'all Thank y'all for listening I appreciate y'all And I'm out, y'all. Uh...